0: Hello and welcome to the Client Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and I'm here with Jessica Sampson today, who is a phenomenal health coach. Hi, Jessica. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. I am good. And I'm so excited to have this conversation today. Just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so
1: I am a a health coach. So I focus on really full body, um, inside and out, wellness for women. So everything from the way you look, the way you feel. So I really specialize in helping women, you know, uh, master their minds, conquer their bodies, and just learn how to live a life that they're truly in love with.
0: Awesome. Well, what we were introduced to each other and what really drew me to you was that you take such a practical approach to taking care of yourself and that you, you know, understand that for business owners, especially and professionals who are really at a high level, that this is a battle that we are always fighting, but we often lose. And I love that you. Are about real life, and you know, tell us a little bit about your mentality and your approach that way. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, I'm a business owner
1: as well, and so I'm no stranger to you know working long hours and really wanting to pour your heart and soul into your business. So I also have a corporate background. So I've done the 80 hours a week, um, grinding for a Fortune 100 company, running a multi hundreds of million dollar sales team for them. So I've actually kind of been on both sides of the fence. And so, you know, my experience working with women, lots of professional women and entrepreneurs as well, is that, yeah, a lot of us just feel like we... we we don't have time and it's got to be overwhelming and it's, it's got to be sort of this all or nothing approach. And so what I like to teach women is that there are practical and simple things that you can actually do every single day to really make huge, huge, huge impacts on both your mental and your physical health. So this isn't about, you know, Hey, trying to have a six pack while you've got a family and running a business, but really thinking about longevity, energy, confidence, and things like that. And I then all that. the times, yeah. A lot of times it's, it's really small things. Um, and it's not these big, huge things that, that we, so I like to just break it down for women and, and give them sort of like the, the few things that'll get at that, like the 80% sort of that 80, 20 year old.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How did you get started in this?
1: Well, like I mentioned, so I, I started out my career working for Fortune 100 company. So I worked for, actually, I worked for a tobacco company.
0: Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Out. And so I worked for a tobacco company. I, I ran a sales team. I did sales training. I traveled all over the country. And, you know, I, I had always had trouble managing my weight. So ever since I was a kid, I started the yo-yo diet. I have tried all the fads, you know, I'd go on a, a month long trip for work and my, I have to buy new suits for a meeting a last minute and things like that. And so it was something that I've had experience with my whole life, but I'd always worked out and tried to eat healthy and tried to sort of manage my weight. And yeah, I just never really was was able to do that. And The way I actually started my coaching business was, unfortunately, I uh, had a bout with cancer at a very young age. So I found out um, in my 30s that I had cancer and it impacted me dramatically. Yeah, I always had this idea in my mind that I wanted to get into fitness. And then I was like, oh, it's like, you're not going to leave corporate job to to start a fitness business, right? When you get cancer, your whole outlook on everything changes. When I got sick, I turned to the same things I'd always turned to after a bad day, which is wine, ice cream, pizza, things like that. And that's what I knew, or right? I had a bad day at work. I would drink wine. When you're sick like that, wine does not help right. at all. And so I was really got to this point where it was like constant depression, lots of sleeping pills. I was drinking a lot. I was eating a lot and nothing was helping. And I just hit this rock bottom where I just was like, this is not working. I cannot do this anymore. And so... You know the funny thing is is by focusing on my wellness both mentally and physically right I'm I've got this fight this battle for my life I learned like these journey to to wellness and to health and by focusing on my mental health and what actually felt good for my body you know going for walks and and nourishing my body and things I've actually never had to worry about my weight since then wow so yeah. So it was like sort of wild, but it's like when you focus on your wellness, instead of focusing so much on the weight, you get your mind in this really good spot. And, and you, again, you focus on your wellness instead of the weight, the weight just naturally falls off. And right. Yeah. So right. it was a, a long journey here, but like really it was through my own personal, like I had this really powerful transformation and I knew I had to live my life differently. I couldn't keep doing what I was doing, especially like I said, when you get cancer and you're you're that young, it really affects you. And so I just felt like I
0: had this thing that I had to share with the world. That's amazing. Yeah. I definitely relate not to the illness part, but I mean I guess I a different illness and also very deadly is obesity for me. But I know that, you know, eating unhealthy and turning to the things like you're saying, that's so relatable. And it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't serve anything. It doesn't help the situation. It just makes it worse. And I can imagine for your cancer treatment too, that when you started focusing on your mindset and you started focusing on, you know, treating your body with more respect, that that only amplified and helped with your being cured from cancer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It honestly brought me to a place now that I'm grateful for what happened to me. Most people people think I'm insane. And I truly, truly mean that it completely changed my life. It changed my outlook. It changed me fundamentally as a human being for the better. And so I am really grateful that that happened to me to show me really that there's this whole other side of life that I'm on.
0: Yeah. Why do you think that we struggle so much? Why do you think that diets don't work for most people?
1: You know, diets for a lot of women, we associate them with a couple of things. We associate them with restriction, with rules, right? And so you've got a lot of women on here who are, you know, professionals. We're running our own businesses. Like we've got it going on. The last thing we want is somebody to tell us what to do. It's true. Even if it's ourselves. (laughs) I don't want anybody telling me what to do, right? I get to to make all the decisions, right? Yes. Rules, restriction, and then it has to be hard. Right? So for a lot of us, we, we've tried counting, we tried Weight Watchers, we tried all these like fad diets, and so it's been really hard. It's had a lot of rules, and then it doesn't work. Right. So right. So you're like we're jaded.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then the other thing like women, especially, right? Women who are really successful that we want to do is we want to go from zero to a hundred miles an hour. So we go from not working out and not eating into like, I'm going to meal plan everything. I'm going to go to the gym six days a week. I'm going to quit drinking, right? We go like all in and it's admirable because that's just our personalities, right? We're like, let's go for it, right? We're high achievers. But the problem is, is that that's kind of backfires on you because it's just not... Not a sustainable way to live it's, it's it's overkill and so it's like if you're driving a car and your car only goes zero and a hundred like you're gonna have a big problem right you need right. a car that goes 45 miles an hour um, absolutely and so the same thing if you're trying to get healthy like it's much more comfortable to cruise in at 45 miles per hour than it is to drive 100 miles per hour and um, risk crashing
0: yeah, absolutely. I know for me, I found myself a couple of years ago, actually, when I first started really. Released- my business because I got fired and so I got let go and then I was already doing my business and I was kind of doing it as a side gig and so then I suddenly had to do it full time and I wasn't ready to do that. Like I didn't get to emotionally make the choice that this is what I wanted to do and so I went through a period of like really intense depression. Like you said, I turned to alcohol and I really was drinking way too much and of course you bloat and your weight and you know and then you don't feel good emotionally and so it got to the point where I was just like okay I have to make a change like I was worried that maybe it was a problem and you know gratefully for me I know I'm just so lucky that it wasn't you know what I thought that it could be because for me what happened was I stopped drinking I had like the carb headache for like three days and then I was done and then I've never looked back like I just I don't drink alcohol and I thought like socially it was gonna be a thing and I think that we can do that too when we're eating healthy, like like maybe we're gonna be judged because other people, you know, food is so social, you know, and alcohol is so social. And so so I thought that it would be weird, but for me, it, I haven't, that hasn't been my experience. I think I just tell, like, I just made a decision that I was going to not make it a deal. I was just going to tell people like, oh, no, thanks, I don't drink. Or, you know, and I think you could do that too. Like, oh, no, thanks, I've got my food or whatever, which we're going to get into that. But like, you know, I think that, you know, we do have these societal pressures where we can get stuck to, or we perceive that there's going to be societal pressures. Do you find that to be true?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big thing. So I work with a lot of professional women so like lawyers who are out entertaining clients, bankers, corporate bankers that are out entertaining clients, even doctors who are being entertained and things like that. And so um, for a lot of them, that is, you know, sort of na- navigating that landscape is certainly something that has to be addressed because, you know, a lot of it is internal, right? We think that people are thinking that way. And especially women who are a little bit carrying a little bit of weight. So sometimes right. like, well, I'm, I'm ordering healthy food. People are probably going to think that I am just like, you know, putting on a front or something like that. And so some of that is us inventing stories, right? You know, how powerful your mind is. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's so powerful. So a lot of that is actually us inventing stories and, you know, something that I like to, to coach women and, and is on this idea of just setting boundaries. And so not needing to explain yourself. And, you know, what I find for a lot of women is that when you're just secure in who you are and what you do, you don't even feel the, really the need to explain it. So like when you, you know, when I started meditating, I was like, what are people going to think? And I didn't want to tell people about it because it was weird. And now I'm like, well, I'm really, really like happy with who I am. And most people are actually genuinely like curious, right? Like, oh, I don't eat fried food. or you? I don't drink because we're just like, okay. So when you set a boundary and you're really like secure and firm in it, you don't even really feel the need to explain yourself. And obviously it's a journey to get there, yeah absolutely. but just re- recognizing, right, that you can get to this place where you're just so secure with your decisions and who you are because of the woman that you've created or right? you've created this this amazing woman that you feel proud of you some of those um worries and expectations they just kind of fall off very very real thing i mean society and pressures and things like that i mean that's that plays into a, a lot of the reasons that women have trouble losing weight
0: yeah I know that for me, it's been interesting. Like if I get a question about it, which is pretty rare, I will just say like, wow, I, you know, I was just really doing it too much. And then amazingly, like I stopped drinking and I lost 25 pounds. So that's, if that's not motivation, I don't know what is. And then everybody's like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, cause I was a beer drinker. So like beer is just like bloat heaven. You know what I mean? And so, you know, people get it. I think at that point, if they're even going to have questions. And so then it's just not, a non issue for me. Um Yeah,
1: you're just so firm in your decision, right? It's like yeah. not even a thing. It's not even a thing for you anymore. Like to explain. No. It. You're just like, "Oh, I just don't drink.
0: It's part <laughs> yeah. of like who I am. It's like I have green eyes, you know what I mean? And I don't yeah. drink, you know." Exactly. Exactly. Tell me a little bit about how planning plays into a healthier lifestyle. And that can be like food, it can be activity, it can be, you know, mindset, but how does planning play into that? And how do you coach your clients about that?
1: So I think for, you know, for your audience in particular, right, we've got, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, and things like that. I think a lot of women can relate to this idea of decision fatigue. Totally. Right. So, so from the moment your alarm clock goes off, right, you are making decisions for you, for your business, for your employees, for your family, for your kids, right? There's so many decisions. And I think women don't give themselves enough credit for how many decisions they're making. And so, Oftentimes when it comes to making a decision about themselves, about like, even if it's as simple as finding a workout on YouTube, like it's another decision, right? What class do you want to take at the gym? What should you eat for lunch? And then by the time you get home from work, you have literally made thousands of decisions. Right. right? And so then you go to think, have dinner and your brain is just fried, what do you want to Mm -hmm. eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? And you end up ordering takeout from the exact same place. And you order the exact same thing that you always eat. That's decision fatigue. Right. And so I coach women again, I work with a lot of professional women and acknowledging that that is a real thing. So a lot of women think that they're physically tired. And what I find is that most of them are actually mentally tired. Interesting. Well, yeah. And so right. So we're just we are over especially if you're running your own business, right? Your marketing, your branding, your finance, your this, you're that, you're making it's fun, but it's it's overwhelming. It's a lot of choices all day, right? Managing clients and you've got employees, you've got too many things. And acknowledging that the mentor are not physically tired, sometimes your brain is like on overload. So it's decision fatigue, and it affects a lot of women, especially professional women. And so the idea of actually just planning things and having routines, just like we have bedtime routines for our kids, morning routines for the kids and things like that, this idea of actually having a plan and knowing what to expect, it relieves so much stress it is so stress relieving. So, you know, knowing what you're, when you're going to work out, what time, exactly what you're going to do, what you're going to eat, like all those things, it takes the complexity out of it. The food's ready. It's in your face, your workouts on your app. So, You know, it it takes the stress and the complexity completely out of it. You know what to expect. It's very comforting. It's very like secure. It's stable. And it takes the variety out of it. So you've already made that decision for yourself. And you're just like, all right, I already made the choice. I'm just going to stick with it. Because stress makes it impossible to lose faith. So if you are stressed out, your body is not going to let go of weight. Also, if you don't even care about losing weight and you're just trying to get healthier, right? Stress literally kills people. It causes yes, people to have fun right? So adding more stress to trying to eat healthy or trying to count macros or trying to do all these things, like if you just have a plan and you just follow the plan, very stress relieving. So even just that in and of itself will help you to feel better, to have more energy and things like that. Like it, it makes impacts on your health. Yeah.
0: I know that my, in my journey, the times that I've been the most successful and not just like in weight loss, but just most successful in feeling like I'm in some semblance of control over my dietary intake and health in general, I have planned a day ahead. And I would use an app like MyFitnessPal or Spark People because I didn't want to figure out all the macros and all that kind of stuff. But I would log in and I would do, I was taught to do six mini meals. And then And so I would have like a larger lunch, but it was like moderately larger, you know, and have like a small breakfast and then a snack and then a larger lunch and then a snack and then a dinner and then a snack. And and then I would set alarms. So so because I, my body doesn't give and it never has maybe because of stress or my work patterns or whatever, but I've never had like the um, normal promptings of hunger. It's more like nothing and then ravenous. And I think that's been my struggle with diet in general because I don't have like a, oh, I might be a little hungry in a bit. I should prepare something. And so I'm like nothing. And then suddenly I have to find the first thing that I can put into my mouth. And so planning. I think has in the past, you know, been something that's been so you take a small chunk of your day, you know, and even if I think even if I didn't prep, if I just planned. And then, like you said, like, there's no decision. It's like, oh, go and grab those things and do that thing. You know what I mean? And then have an alarm that says, oh, it's time now. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't have the internal alarm, then physically setting an alarm so that you can, you know, nourish your body in a way that helps you be more functional.
1: Yeah. Getting into those routines. Because, like, what you feel or what you're sharing isn't unique. So, like, women that are busy in offices with big teams and things like that, like corporate women... It's very common. They won't eat all day because they're running, run, 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 and then they get home, they're ravenous, and they're reaching for cheese and crackers while they're trying to cook dinner because they're so hungry, they're just shoving whatever they can because they haven't had a moment to breathe. So that's that fight or flight of you being busy, 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 busy all day. It actually shuts down your digestion.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's actually physiological reasons Is that that when you get into a routine, into a schedule and you have a plan and even going as deep as my fitness pal is not something that I have to do with most of my clients. So I don't coach on macros and things like that. We make very simple food and we make it simple. It tastes good. I'm not eating four day old chicken and broccoli and nonsense like that. Right. right? Nobody wants to eat that. Right. It's the fact that like I've got a business. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm not going to eat cold chicken and broccoli. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just making a plan. And so that's what I, how I, I, I coach women and I teach them, right? So keep it simple, right? You're busy, acknowledge that you're busy and yeah, eat good food, keep it simple, but like having a plan. Six meals a day is even overcomplicating it in my opinion. Yes. Whatever, different things work for different people, but I don't want to have to think that many times. So, tell,
0: yeah, me, but. tell me like a story of, or, you know, walk us through what, you know, one of your, like maybe one of your clients what they maybe experienced and how they came to working with you and then what their experience was like working with you and what they came out on the other side like what were the aha moments and maybe what was like the turning point where they it all kind of clicked and came together and then you know what their life was like after putting these routines into place. So the client
1: that comes to mind is she's actually still a client. She's been a client for a long time, but she is, to a lawyer. And so, you know, lawyers, they work a lot, like a lot. Mm-hmm. And the more they work, the more money they make. So working is paramount, but they're also very stressed. So they drink a lot and they're entertaining clients. So they drink a lot. And so when she actually came to me, she had she wasn't like really, really overweight. She just didn't feel good. She didn't have the confidence that she wanted, right? She's a woman. She works in a male-dominated industry, male-dominated office. She just didn't feel great. And right. her experience had always been over restriction. So she joined these wild challenges that were like kale and chicken breasts, no alcohol for six weeks. Like they just, you got to work out at the gym twice a day, like really intense. And so she's trying to keep this, up with, you know, building her law career and she just didn't ever think it was going to be possible for her. Like she just wasn't ever going to have energy and feel good. She had that 3 PM slump. She wasn't sleeping very well. She wasn't doing bad, you know, from the outside looking in, a lot of people would have said, "Like, wow, she's doing really well." But inside, it just she knew she was capable of more. And so, her and I started working together. And 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 it, it took her a while. I'd, I'd known her for a while. We talked a bunch, and she was, you know, she was a high performing woman. And so it's not always easy for them to hire a coach. Right. Right. Cause we've got it all together.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know everything. Uh, we
1: know everything. We've got it all together. Right. So it wasn't easy for her. And now she can't, she says she can't live without me. Like, you know, I, you know, I could graduate you. And she's like, no, no, no. Like you're, no, no, you're part of my life now. Like, okay. But her and I worked together and like we, we worked in a one-on-one relationship and it was you know, step by step. So almost like if you're building a house, right. You're not going to put curtains on the house before it's built, right? right. gotta Lay the foundation brick by brick. And so that's really what I did. So I taught her how to eat. I taught her how to listen to her body. You know, we worked together so that she could fit in those client meals without stressing, without being like, I can't order, or being stressed about going out to lunch with colleagues and ordering chicken and plain broccoli, right? I taught her like those strategies and things and how to meet her goals. I I created workouts for her that she could do at home so that she didn't have to be bound to some like gym schedule, right? Because she's got to be able to get into the office. We worked on these routines. We worked on a lot of lifestyle and mindset tips. So things like, you know, gratitude and journaling and, and just really getting her to spiritually higher place. So I hate that cliche of filling your cup but she was kind of always on empty. And so I've really taught her, we've worked together for her to find that inner fulfillment. And she like now it's crazy because she works less hours and she builds more. Oh, I love that. So she's actually so much more effective and productive at work. So she's working significantly less hours. She was like 14 hour days before she's down to like a long day for her would be like 10. And she's got the body that she wants. And she says to me that she has food freedom.
0: Oh, I like that. I've never heard that before. Food freedom. freedom. So she had always had this, like, should I
1: eat this? Should I have not eaten this? Could I have lost one more inch if I hadn't eaten this? And if I have the macaroni, like, so she was always had this like voice going inside of her head, analyzing what if, what if, what if, what should I do? What should I eat? And analyzing and really stealing the joy out of going out to eat, right? Which is part of our culture. It is. And so what she knows now is she has food freedom. So she knows how to enjoy her life enjoy food enjoy things you know mindfully whatever but also maintain the body that she wants and the brain power the productivity that she wants and my favorite part of it is that her she's planning a wedding in a pandemic right now and she's like cool oh, as a cucumber she's like just uh, I'm all my 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 morning routine is great i love it so much she's, like, she's fine but her fiance is like he was so against it and now he like she'll snap pictures of him like sneaking in her gym <laughs> like <you're- laughs> <laughs> out with her and like he's doing the planning with her and he's on board and like she was drinking five nights a week now she's like you know journaling and doing meditations at night instead and so yeah. Um, yeah, so she's just really gotten to this place of like just really internal happiness, increased productivity, and just she's just really a lot more effective at work to the point that the partners at her office are noticing. I mean, it's somebody that I've been so proud to work with.
0: That's awesome. I know for me, I've always felt like getting healthier is like unattainable, like a sustained health is unattainable because it feels like a lot of work. And mm-hmm. I've always felt like I don't have time for that. So the fact that she's more productive with her time, that she's more efficient with her time, that is very appealing. That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah. So I've proven to women time and time again that by investing a little bit of time in yourself... You are investing in every other portion of your life. You're investing in your relationships. You're investing in your kids. You're investing in your job. If you do a little bit of work on improving yourself, right? You're the queen of the house. You're in charge. It impacts everyone. And so... It's really, really, really powerful when I could show doctors, lawyers, bankers, entrepreneurs, like this stuff really is powerful. And I know when I started my business, I didn't believe it. When I started my business, all I wanted to do was work, 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 work right? And yeah. I got to this place where I was pouring from an empty cup. Well, I can't serve my clients from an empty cup. I hate that cliche, but it's so it is what it is, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, and you're a coach too. So like, I think we, when we were talking about this too, you said, nobody's a sad, nobody wants a sad coach. And I was like that. (laughs) I love that because it's so true. Like if you're investing in having somebody and that's like true for all of us, right? Like we have to show up for our client and our family too, but like our clients are what pays the bills. So we have to show up as our best self. And so nobody wants a sad entrepreneur. Nobody wants a sad (laughs) business owner or a sad, you know, whatever we're asking people to invest in us, but we're not investing in us. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's really powerful.
0: I love that. Before the podcast, we were talking a little bit about what it means to be off balance on purpose. And you were sharing your take on like time off and you know how that works, like stepping away from your business. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah.
1: So one of the things I like to teach women, right, to lose weight, you actually have to enjoy your life and have fun. And so it's not even just about weight. It's about wellness, right? Mind, where's your head at and things like that. And so I... Actually coach women on how to have fun and, and make the most out of their life right after my near-death experience if you will right it's something that's really important to me and yeah like i think a lot of us are i don't have time i don't have time i don't have time i don't have time but the reality is is you make time for the things that are important and taking that time to recharge is the, the dividends are like it's, it's almost hard to even calculate the return on your investment yeah. and so like for me, taking time off away from my clients where it feels a little bit uncomfortable when I first started doing it, 100% of the time I go on vacation, I make more money.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And may that made that pass on to me too because I'm going on what my friend called an abundance break next week. And so I'm actually taking two weeks off. And I've been like struggling with like the two sides of it like where i absolutely know it's essential like i know that i know that i must do this because i've been working really hard i deserve to have a break and i need to have a break but then there's the guilt of like stepping out of production especially when there's somebody like you were talking about how like you are your business like you do like from a to z what, you know, what your business is. And, you know, so when you step out, the business comes to, so to speak, to a halt. And, you know, and for me, I have employees. So like when I step out, it doesn't come to a halt, but I'm not available for them. And there's this perception that it like they're going to need me and I'm not going to be available. And then that might trickle down to like the clients and that they might have an experience that's less than what I would want them to have. And when the reality is, and I know this, is that it is an abundance break. Like we do experience, like you said, like increase in sales and increase in, you know, not just all the physical and mental and spiritual increases that we're. Going to have by taking the time to invest in ourselves. And I think that people can be a little judgy sometimes, maybe because they wish they could do that for themselves, but think it's not possible. Have you found that to be true?
1: I mean, I think it's true. People approach it to me all the time like, oh, it's great that you can live your life like that, Jasper, that you can be in shape or you can do that, but that's not possible for me. And what I would tell you is that it all starts in your mind. Mm. If you believe it's not going to happen, then it's definitely not going to I actually won't accept someone as a client if they're like, well, if it works, I'm like, okay, well, you're not right for me. You're not right for me. Right. right.
0: Yeah. Well, because if you're right. approaching anything in your life with that attitude, it's like a hundred percent not going to work.
1: Exactly. Right. And that's with anything. And so it's easy for people. And it wasn't easy for me at first. I worked seven days a week. I wanted to write because this was my baby. This is my heart, my soul, my passion. And I had also gotten laid off. That's actually how I kind of was forced to start my job. I got cancer and I got laid off. So I was forced to start my business. It was a passion project that became my business. Right. So I was like, this is my baby. I have to make this work. I just left crazy salary and all this stuff. So yeah. And you think it's not possible for you and you're not going to be able to do it. But that's the thing is if you think you can't, you're right. And if you think you can, you're right.
0: There's Um, this analogy that I've used in the past and I kind of forgot about it until we were just talking about this. And that is that both my elder daughter's actually did co-ed wrestling. And and my middle daughter was like a butt kicker, but my oldest daughter wasn't really into it. And it, she's just not like a very competitive person. And they only did it for like, she only did it for a year. The other one did it for a couple of years. She would say in the stands, she would say, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. And you could just see her like on the like sidelines of the ring, like so defeated before the whistle has even blown. And I would say like a hundred percent of the time that you tell yourself you're going to lose, you're going to lose. Like just go in and tell yourself, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Maybe you win, maybe you don't, but like you have, you've given yourself the possibility I saying that
1: exactly exactly just exploring exploring what's actually possible pushing your limits getting a little bit uncomfortable Mm
0: -hmm. right
1: that's that's how you grow right that's how that's that's where the magic happens and it's it's not easy for anyone it's not I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy for me to take five days off and go on vacation because it's still not right my coach is there to remind me that the world's not going to end the sky is not going to fall and that I'm not a
0: brain surgeon exactly exactly well and yeah and that's just what I say is like don't quit on the sidelines before the whistle's been blown. Like you have to allow that possibility and allow the the mindset that success is possible. And, you know, I think that can be really applicable when we're looking to the overall, like we, we have to allow ourselves the possibility that good health is possible. Yeah, I mean, just, it is work. We'd be lying to say that it's not work, but it's work that also makes other things more effective so it makes up for itself it pays for itself the return on investment is huge and i think the problem that i think not the problem but i think
1: one of the issues is that people think it's going to be hard work and it just doesn't have to be that's just what we've been taught right it, is that it's got to be hard you've got to be miserable it's, it's going to be a grind and things like that and the reality is is that small changes every day, brick by brick, right? How do you build a house, right? One brick at a time, right? If you approach your health like that, and you don't do it in this big, overwhelming fashion, it becomes very, very sustainable and very, very simple.
0: Yeah, I have. So I have a friend that just yesterday, we were on the phone, and she said to me, Raya, what if you allowed yourself the possibility that things could be really easy? Like that your business could be easy and your life could be easy and your mental health could be easy. And she's like, what if you just like entertained the concept that it could be easy? She's like, what if it was, you know, what would that look like? I just was kind of, speechless for a moment. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever really, like, I've always just felt like I had to do a lot of work. Like if I'm not working hard, I'm not doing enough. And so that's definitely something that I'm going to be meditating on and really dreaming about what that could look like so that I can implement some things and it won't maybe be perfect right away, but like just little things to try to incorporate the ease in my life. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. It's 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 one step at a time, brick by brick, again that forty five miles an hour versus the hundred miles an hour. Because I don't know about you. Like I like I do risky things, but I don't drive my car around 100 miles an
0: no. hour. No, I don't. That would freak, <laughs> so, that would freak me out. <laughs> I, I approach my health and the health of my
1: clients very much in the same way, right? Yeah. So that's a, a good like a, a thing to take with you, right? It doesn't have to be hard. It can be very simple. And you just take one step at a time and just keep like one habit, one step. And before you know it, the house is built.
0: That's so good. Well, Jessica, tell us what one thing, if there was one thing that you could leave behind that you would want the listeners to absorb from this talk and really incorporate into their life, what would that one thing be? I think it's really along the
1: lines of what we just
0: said. So I think so many
1: of us think it's got to be this one big thing, this one diet. I've got to start six days a week. They, they, they think it's got to be the big things. And what I will tell you is that time and time again, for the women that I coach, it's the small things that you do over time consistently that add up to the big, big, big results. So it's not the fasting, it's not the keto, it's not the cleanses. It's not, those are like putting a cherry on top of an ice cream sundae. Yeah, right? like The things like um, getting your 10,000 steps, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, managing your stress, right? doing just a little bit of exercise, like the planning, right? A lot of like these lifestyle things that are really sur- around stress and stress management are those things add up. Those are like the ice cream on the Sunday. Yeah. Right? And so we think it's got to be, like I said, like, oh, I'm fasting until noon every day and I'm starving. And it's like, well, don't do that. <laughs> so, right. Or I hate running. So don't do that. Right. So it's got to be this thing that just feels natural and feels in a flow. And so you're just like building this, like these simple habits over time. And so I think for a lot of women, if they approach it from that standpoint, it becomes less overwhelming. It becomes less stressful. So it's not about counting macros and fasting and all this stuff. It's really just finding some simple things that like, getting. Your ten thousand steps in, drinking a little bit more water, trying to get seven hours of sleep, like those types of things. Those are the types of things that move women really, really, really far into like moving towards where they want to go. The confidence, especially the energy and things like that, and that'll be the other thing. So this is more than one tip. It's like. A lot of women don't think they want to lose weight. They don't want to lose weight. They want the lifestyle back. They want the energy. They want the confidence yes. and things like that. That cannot be measured on a scale and that cannot be achieved by making yourself better.
0: Well, and we want to feel good in our body. Like not just yes. like fit like how we look, but we want to feel good in our body. We don't feel good. And that's why we're desiring that lifestyle change, even if we feel like it's not attainable. But we we just wanna feel good. Like we feel so downtrodden and so restricted in Maybe just like you said, like the fatigue, you know, whether that be decision fatigue, mental fatigue, physical fatigue, we just don't feel good or we don't feel our age. Like I know that I like right now, I feel like I'm in a fairly decent spot, like with my health, but there are things that definitely need to change. And so the one thing for me that I know would make a big difference is water. Like I'm not a water drinker and it takes a lot for me. Like I don't even care for like the flavor, even though there's no flavor And so I don't make it available to myself and then I don't drink it. And so I've started carrying like Mio in my purse. And then if I get another beverage, I get a water. And then if I like, if I'm not feeling like drinking the water, then I'll put like a little of the flavoring in there. And maybe that's not the best, but it's still more water than I would have had, you know, then if I didn't do that. And so I think that's a really, really good tip in terms of like just focusing on one or two things and starting there and just saying like, what if I, I had a doctor tell me that too, where he's like, don't subtract anything, just add like don't yes. do anything, like don't take away, just add more water and, or add exactly. more vegetables or add exactly. whatever, like add a, add a, a wok. You know what I mean? And yes. then he says the, what happens is the other stuff is just going to fall away. That's
1: exactly, exactly it. It's very rarely do I have to tell people stop eating. I don't ever tell my clients stop doing something. I do not restrict them from anything. I love that. And they're like, I don't understand, Jessica. Is this like sorcery? I'm like, (laughs) trust me. Just trust me. It's sorcery, but it's my own sort of magic. I don't, there's nothing off limits to my clients." Oh, that's so good. They lose weight. They feel great. They gain the confidence and it cannot be measured on a scale. And so it's super cool. So I'm glad whoever that doctor was.
0: Yes. Yes. So the other question that I always like to ask my um, guests is what has been, and this can be professional or personal, but what has been the best advice that you've ever been given before? So this
1: is hard because it's really between two things. So my mom always tells me to relax. Oh, that's a good never, one. We'll just relax. Like in a year, this isn't going to matter. So that's one. But I think that the most like profound or impactful advice I've ever been given is around being present. Oh, so yeah. we're always thinking about the future and worrying about what's next and that steals a lot of joy from us. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of, are you eating? Pay attention to your food. Do you have ice cream in your hand? Enjoy that ice cream. I mean, are you having a gossip line with your husband? Like put your phone down and be present. Don't worry about tomorrow or what's next or whatever. And, and even in my business, right. I what's next, what's next, what's next, or what's next for your health, but really being present and like being appreciative of where you are, being able to savor the moments. Um, yeah. Being present in your life is something that's been really impactful for me. It's um, so good. And just like, oh my gosh, I'm here, I'm doing this thing. How amazing is this, right? How amazing was this, is this call with my client? How amazing is this workout? And just really like trying to find the joy in, in some of those things. Just being present in your life is something that's been really, really, really powerful that I've learned.
0: Well, I'll take that with me on my little uh-huh. trip that I'm taking, and I will really focus on enjoying the time with my family and enjoying the time, um, on vacation in a beautiful location where it's not raining. (laughs) How can people find you, Jessica?
1: Yeah, so I am mostly hanging out on Facebook. So um, you can find my personal profile if you look up Coach Jessica Sampson. So S A M S O N, there's no P in the name. So Coach Jessica Sampson. And I also have an amazing women's Facebook group. So it's called Fit Mind Fabulous Body. And so you can just search groups Fit Mind Fabulous Body. So I'm in there, I'm coaching, I give away tons of free stuff. It's just a group of women that um, are all trying to get a little bit better. And so a lot of these tips and things. I actually do a lot of um, real-life coaching and things like that in there. So Fit Mind, Fabulous Body. And then I do have a website, which is JessicaLeeFitness.com.
0: Jessica Lee Fitness? Mm Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I want to be respectful of your time. And I really, really appreciate all of the advice, all of the stories that you've given us today. And I think, you know, the things that I'm going to take away is I'm just going to continue with my water and I'm going to focus on being present. And I know that my health will be better for it. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm glad you got some value out of it. Absolutely. Well, have a wonderful day. And to our audience, thank you for being with us today. This has been another episode of the Client Experience Revolution. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and I'm excited to see you guys next time.